Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends? My name is Emily Lang. I'm an actress, writer, singer, codependent returnee from rock bottom and a gratefully recovering addict. And this is the podcast where we aim to rid the shame. The highs and lows and deadly blows that ultimately led us to the lessons that we never knew we needed to learn but are so grateful that we did. Sometimes we hit a shitstorm. And just when we think it can't get any worse, it does. And we sit in the middle of it and go, oh fuck, this is going to be something I remember, isn't it? (laughs) But more often than not, we emerge so much smarter, more self-aware and determined. And we end up being very grateful for the shitstorm. As messy as it was. My guest comedian Gabby Bryan and I are discussing all this and more today. Okay, so it is 2021. I'm not going to say it's a big year because I say it every single time and it's never really a big year. Well, well, 2021 was sort of a big year. It was I would the say. fallout of one of the biggest years and we were all a little bit in shock. There was so much sourdough floating around. No one knew what to do. The starters that people were shoving, (laughs) dare I say, up their ass was nonstop. If I had to hear about one more goddamn sourdough starter, I'm not going to do it. Hey, I'm not going to do it. Get your breads out of my face. Put them back in... In your trundle bed, you freaks. (laughs) Fucking loser. God, that was like, hearing sourdough starter, that was triggering, honestly. (laughs) That, this is my moment. (laughs) Actually, this is my moment right now. What a time it was. What a good time to be alive. (laughs) What a time. (laughs) But we are in, in New York in 2021 in this moment. Um, what kind of day was it? Do you remember, like... Or was it just like a general time period? It wasn't a day per mm. se. It was sort of um, cascading weeks. Love it. Yeah. You know those moments where you're like, oh, oh, it's going to, life's going to be a snowball effect. Yep. 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 yep, Right now. Um, I can feel it coming. Oh shit. It's going to be a fucking landmark. And then that, and then that, and then that, (laughs) and then that. Okay. (laughs) Um, I was like, you know, coming up in comedy. Mm -hmm. I'm Gabby, by the way. This is Gabby, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> Real quick, I'm Gabby Bryan. Nice to it's meet you. Gabby, she's from New York. I'm from That's New why York. she sounds different. That's why I sound insane. And my hoop earrings, I have two sets of hoop earrings on and they're slamming against each other. So I'm sort of like jingling like a dog, which is very American. Um, okay. So I'm, you know, coming up in comedy, mm-hmm. I'm... Early to mid to late 20s at that time. I won't tell you which one. (laughs) No, no. And I was working full-time in documentary. Mm I had won an Emmy for making uh, documentaries. Like having sort of a crazy um, upswing. Mm. 
And I was set to direct this big documentary directorial debut. I was doing, I got passed at the clubs in New York, all of this stuff. Mm. And, uh, I was working on this other like docu-series, whatever. And my boss had a mental breakdown, fired me, fired everyone. Oh shit. Yeah. And then like got COVID, went into the hospital. He's fine now. Oh. Um, but fired me. The documentary, all the funding of the documentary got pulled out. And the woman who was the documentary was about sort of had a breakdown. Oh, snap. That I had to deal with. Whoa. Then that happened. That happened. And then I broke both my feet. How? I'm very fragile. (laughs) I'll tell you what. I was playing with a dog and I just ran weird and was wearing fake Balenciaga sock sneakers. Do you know those? And they have no structure. (laughs) <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't run in those, my girls. And I just went and truly snapped everything, every bone of my body. Was it a dog that you knew? Yeah, it was. Oh, oh, this is even, oh, I forgot about this layer. Uh-huh. Um, I, the week before I was living with my ex-boyfriend and uh, he was struggling with uh, alcoholism and, mm-hmm. and it was bad and I was dealing with a lot of it. And he, uh, I finally said like final straw, we're breaking up and we live together. And I was like, so we're starting the journey of him moving out. And then I broke my feet. He obviously, we couldn't break up. And then he had to nurse me back you to hell. Not when you've broken your feet. You can't break something else. No. You can't he had break to that carry- <laughs> Sorry, too much has been broken. Sorry, <laughs> you're staying. He had to like literally carry me to the toilet. Like I was a, I was dead. I was dead. So all, so I'm like in this toxic relationship that, that now is extended mm-hmm. months. Like I can't even, I can't put any pressure on my feet. Like I'm like in, I'm on crutches. I'm in a little scooter thing. Mm-hmm. I was in a wheelchair. He was literally carrying me around. So I couldn't, lost all my jobs, lost, couldn't do comedy, obviously. And um, yeah, everything. And now I'm stuck in this sort of codependent relationship for for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Oh, so that was my moment. That was my moment. It's one of those times it happens. It happens every so often when shit starts to happen. And then literally you go, oh, this is going to be a real standout moment in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look back at this time and be like, oh, God damn. How did I get through that? Yeah. And you can feel it happening. You're like, no, 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 no. It can't get worse. But then you're just playing with a dog. It's also when we play with dogs, we get very committed. It's not your fault. Oh my God. I mean, it's joy. It's, it's life. Pure, unadulterated ecstasy. Yeah. Of course you broke your feet. I was in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good, I was a good dog mom. I was fucking. Was, ah. it, was it your dog? It was my ex's dog. Oh, and then obviously we broke up and then, and then I don't have the dog. If you could imagine. That's- One of the darkest things in a breakup. RIP to the guy, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah we're yeah, fine. Yeah. When you get when you lose a dog in a divorce, mm-hmm. haunting. Mm-hmm. Have you <laughs> read the book Really Good Actually? No. Have you heard of this? Of this book called Really Good Actually? But in that, she is going through a divorce and he takes the cat. And the cat's called Janet. That's an insane name for a cat. <laughs> Janet. <laughs> Is your cat named No, no, he's Michael. Oh, that's also an insane <laughs> name for a cat. Mickey, it's Mickey. Um, but that, the pain of losing an animal. 
Horrible. Horrible. Because you don't realize, like, I was never uh, a pet person mm. because I'm, like, a sort of clean freak. Mm. And so I never – growing – well, growing up, actually, <laughs> I grew up, like, half very white trash and then half bougie. I love that. Yes, yeah, so, and it really defines who I am to this day. What state – New Jersey. You grew up in New Jersey. I grew up on the Jersey Shore. Sick. Yeah. And <laughs> everything you can visualize about the Jersey Shore is exactly right, by the way. Nice. So I grew up yeah. in like a sort of half in a very like uh, white trash like farm town and mm -hmm. then half in a very like bougie Guido Italian mm. town. Mm -hmm. And on my mom's side is the white trash. And, um, you know, ants don't have teeth. They're smoking cigarettes inside. It's delicious. Oh, my gosh. Uh, my grandma who lived with us had like 12 outdoor cats and then we had like four indoor cats. And then my out, eight, those just like wild cats. Just wild <laughs> cats. But there are like 12. Eliza Thornberry. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, so I was haunted by cats, 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 cats everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then we had dogs as well, big mm. dogs. So I've never in, in this in this adult life, I'm like, I'm not a pet person mm. until I started dating this guy and uh, this perfect angel of mm. a giant, like, uh, mutt, truly mutt, blonde, mm. though. Mm -hmm. Blondes do it better. Nice. Um, <laughs> blonde, uh, blonde dog. Yeah. And it just unlocked a part of my heart where yeah. I'm like, oh, this is pure joy. Yeah. This is love. Yeah. I didn't know what love was. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. what it feels like. It's true. So I lost that. Yeah. So that was my moment. Cascading events. How long did it take before you could walk again? Four months. Four months. Well, four months till I was like walking with no pain. But right. But two months on crutches and in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh. And then like a month in a boot. Uh-huh. Well, I had the boot on the whole time. But a month being able to walk in the boot. Mm -hmm. And then like a month of walking with like pain. Yeah. And then it went. It was bad. It was. It's. It's so funny how bad it was because I was legitimately doing nothing. It's one of those things when you talk about it, and obviously at the time it's fucking awful. But then you talk about it, you're like, it's. Uh, it can only be funny because yeah. it was so bad. Well, it makes you think. Like I always thought I'm like quite strong, and I work out a lot. And like, if let's say if uh, the end times come and uh, the apocalypse hits, I'm like, I'm. I'm bloodthirsty, like I could rock it, yeah. you know? And then I, I break both my feet walking and if I lose a contact, I'll 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 dive through a window. Like I have I'm the weakest <laughs> human. It must be this way. Yeah. <laughs> I have no goddamn chance for survival. The moment the end times come, someone's gonna flick out my flick off my glasses. I'm gonna break all my toes and die. Oh shit. Um First one out. You yeah, I'm the first one to go. <laughs> this is what I think about that. I think about the Hunger Games yeah. quite a lot. When like where I would go, and I think that I'd probably go first, or I'd be one of the last, but only because I would just hide. hide. Yeah, I think I would talk such a big game. <laughs> <laughs> You know those like interview like like on TV interviews they did in like full glam. I'd have on the biggest ball gown and I'd be like, "I'm gonna murder all you whores. I'm gonna fuck, I'm gonna fuck you guys up, and then I'm gonna get a spear in the neck." Moment one. <laughs> You're gonna step off the platform before the time goes. And I'm like, break your like, did she just break her neck walking? That's insane. <laughs>
Fan favorite though. I'm going to be the fan favorite at the uh, Hunger Games. 100%. percent yeah. we are all lined up with our little sponsorship. Exactly. <laughs> Glossier is like dropping. Less than 30 seconds in. Like, oh, oh shit. I'll be a meme. Oh, damn it. Oh, that's really funny. I mean, what happened as well with work after that as well? So you had these four months of like constant pain, not really being able to move. Mm-hmm. When could you or did you manage to go back to work? Did like with, I mean, what was the fallout with your boss and the rest of Boss? I was not going back to that company. No. Obviously, Mm -mm. chaos. Mm. But I have a habit, I think because I had such an insane childhood in a way, that I have a habit of finding my comfort zone in chaos. Yes. So, I and and you don't, when you're in your 20s, I'm 29 now, so I'm almost 30, so this is a big reflective year, right? And you don't really see, you think you're so smart in your mid-20s and you think you have a handle on how you, what you believe in and how you uh, react to things and mm-hmm. you have no fucking idea. You have no awareness of your patterns. So I didn't realize that every job I was getting into mm-hmm. was the most chaotic job mm-hmm. I could have chosen that I didn't even care about. Mm-hmm. Like I've never been a person who's like, I must do comedy. That is my calling, blah, blah, mm. blah. I just ended up in comedy. Yeah. And I like it. So just wandered in. Yeah. Yeah. If someone gave me a job in PR tomorrow, I'd I'd have a, just as fun of a moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I really don't care. It's interesting that thing about chaos because when you have grown up with a like with a basically kind of anarchic <laughs> surrounding, you find your peace in a lot of in yeah. things that are like the eye of the storm in the eye of the storm being like whoa and then the minute that something kind of gets peaceful and okay and sort of stable you're like what what is this what is this witchcraft satan yeah get thee behind me and i need to get the fuck out of here it's like anytime like like a normal normal stable relationship you're like what is this you're like are you holding a knife there has to be something (laughs) behind this stop calling me beautiful i know i know that you're you're lying lying. you're lying (laughs) In what way? What's your game? <laughs> what? In what way? Be specific. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. I'm crazy. You guys, eh, wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Lying. I don't have eyes. I don't even know what are you even fucking talking about. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I realized I was in all these... It, Ultimately, mm. a good moment. Like every adult has always said, the worst, you know, you have to hit rock bottom to go mm. up. And I had never, and I realized at that moment, I had never had like a, a big failure before. Yeah. Like that was my first, everything was pretty stable. And I was on a, a you know, I had momentum and I was on a slow rise. Yeah. And I had never actually faced, other than like childhood stuff, like mm. real failure. Yeah. And failure makes you cool. Failure makes you really, really cool. It does. It does. It makes you a real human fucking being with realistic, with a realistic, you know, view on how life works. It gives you, it's where the greatest stories come from Mm -hmm. as well. Always, always, always my like greatest anecdotes have like spun out of a time where some shit really hit the fan. Yeah. Especially in a way that is like kind of out of your control, mm-hmm. um, whether it's to like do with work or health or anything like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like those real shit times when they take you down, those stem the kind the greatest 
the greatest stories for future for other people. Exactly. And it just makes you able to like uh, get some clarity out of what you want. Like mm. in that moment, everything was taken away and mm. all of these things that sort of in a way fell in my lap. Not that I didn't work for them, but mm. like I just ended up in these careers that I don't even know how the fuck I got there. Mm. And it was able, it, it was a, you know, gave me a moment to be like, oh, do I even want to do this? Yeah. Do I even want to direct a documentary? I don't even watch documentaries. Yeah. I don't care about documentaries. I don't even watch the news. <laughs> I don't even want to, I don't want to know what's happening in the neighborhood over from me, mm. let alone like dive in, you know, I just mm. fell into that career mm -hmm. and liked being on the, the ground floor of it. But like, mm. I didn't have a strong drive for mm. this piece that I was going to, yeah, this is why these moments are really, really important. And I, and I mean, the last thing I ever wanted, the, not the last thing, but one thing I never want to do is sit next to someone at dinner who's just been like, -doop 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 oh my God, how like, insufferable. Oh, Jesus, this is so boring. Yeah. But it's those moments where everything is taken away and suddenly there's this big kind of gaping void in space when you go, what is it that matters to me? Mm -hmm. And if I continue operating in the way that I am operating now how happy am I going to be in five years time what needs to change here yeah and what like even just scheduling wise yeah. how the fuck am I gonna do all of this yeah. and and exist in life in a happy way like you can't do everything and I think that's such a real thing when you're coming up in your 20s especially as a woman because mm. you want to like prove yourself you want to prove like I realized that my whole life I had just tr been trying to prove that I'm smart yeah yeah. And, no, and no one was calling me stupid. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, obviously I'm a woman and people are like, you're a stupid yeah. woman. But <laughs> and, you're, and you're blonde. And you're blonde. This doesn't make sense. People, I, I have real um, Labrador energy. But this is the second time we've discussed Labrador energy really? today. Yeah, because my boyfriend has real Labrador energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, a, it's a certain type. Yeah, it's cute. I love it. Um, yeah, and what was I saying? Oh, you know, being called stupid. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I was just always trying to put myself in the the hardest situation to prove that I could do it. Right. And I realized that I was, who was I trying to uh, prove that to? Mm -hmm. Just myself. Yeah. But for no reason, because I don't, I don't think I'm stupid. I don't think I'm not a hard worker, all these things. Yeah. I just realized that I was just like putting myself in the most insane situations to see if I could get out of them for sport. Yeah. Like, you know? a, like a game is yeah. literally a game. Can we get out of, like, get, shoving yourself into, like, sore and going, how are we going to get out of this yeah, one, let's guys? See. And that's that chaos. The razor blades behind my eyeball. Let's yeah. see what happens. Let's see what the fuck happens. <laughs> how, Snap up both my ankles. How did you do, what was your experience like in high school? I had a fine experience. Yeah. I, I was like, well, I have a twin brother. Do you? Yeah. I said, do you like <laughs> what? It shocks oh, wait, people for some reason. This well, some twins point. are so we're such little carnies, you know. Yeah. Every time anyone Carny. hears about a twin, they're like, oh, I forgot no about way. that. No, that's yeah. not a thing. I have a twin brother, so I grew up very much so. I've always been like half tomboy, half girly yeah. girl, mm -hmm. which says a lot of, once again about half bougie, half white trash. Mm -hmm. Um, so I never had any like girl friends growing mm -hmm. up. Uh, I was always just like in the mud with the boys, but in a tutu. I did that as well. Yeah. yeah. So it took me a long time to like make friends. <laughs> it's like when someone says the title in a movie and, and everyone's like, <gasps> oh, oh, fuck. Yeah. God, it feels good. <laughs> God, that feels oh, good. God damn, that's satisfying. Oh my oh, God, is she shit. writing in a notebook? God. <laughs> 
so it took me a while to make friends. Um, and I started making friends in like in middle school. So I had only like guy friends. Yeah. Okay. I'm a guy's girl. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm such a girl's girl. Uh, until middle school. And then I was like sort of always – I mean, I think this says a lot. Like, I was always happy-go-lucky yeah. and the goofy one. I was the exact opposite of the beauty standard. Well, you have to understand, I grew up in Italian culture, and everyone is five foot two yeah. with brown curly hair and big tits and a big ass yeah. and tan. Yeah. And I am a Jack Skellington, okay? <laughs> I'm 5'10". I'm pale as hell. Yeah. I have blonde hair. What does your brother look like? Is he similar? Same. We look exactly the same. <laughs> like, yeah. It's Italian family, like both these two Aryan twins. Yeah, we look like two Dutch boys who live in the hills. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you come from? Oh, where you? you look like aliens. Yeah, everyone, I was taller than all the guys. Like, yeah, I had yeah. no chance. So I was the, the goofy one, you know? Um... So I was like always the one that was like the in the girl group. They everyone would bully me because I was like the um, whatever, which is fine. It made me funny, and I'm killing it on TikTok. Fucking <laughs> oh, crazy! And you don't know what they're doing, but they know what you're doing. Hi, girls. <laughs> Hope you're well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like academically, were you struggling? I was normal. Yeah, I did well, but mm. I wasn't like going to Ivy Leagues. Like everything was fine. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. I had a chaotic, you know, my parents were uh, getting divorced, like 10-year brutal divorce, and my dad was away a lot, and my stepmom is, like, wild, and my mom is wild. So I had an insane home life Mm. that made school very calm. Yeah. If you've sort of existed through high school is like a particular thing kind of like the goofy one the one who's just kind of like there Mm -hmm. it's the the feeling of kind of existing on the periphery of stuff you then kind of wanted to push myself into situations to be like i'm here yes see me i'm here i'm here oh i've never thought about that before Mm. that defines my entire life (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute and that's the end of today's episode bye guys i'm gonna go cry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow that's exactly right yeah okay my therapist okay rachel my therapist better step up not me learning things on a podcast <laughs> which is the place where no one learns anything jesus christ <laughs> but that's what i definitely noticed about my own school days is that, like i really existed on the periphery of stuff no one cared if i was there no one cared if i wasn't mm. like i was just there if i was there cool man like oh it's oh, yeah, yeah yeah but like then getting to a point where you're like, no, 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 I'm here. And so you put yourself, push yourself, push yourself, mm-hmm. push yourself. And it's like this thing of, um, I don't know, you've just like wanting, wanting to be certain of your own existence. So real, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I also think like, I was always the nice one. Yeah. And I never like talk shit about anyone. I just wanted peace. Mm-hmm. I was like, so, de- I think my whole life, I'm just so desperate for like peace and stability. Yeah. But I'm so drawn to the chaos of in any situation or the challenge where one day, I mean, hopefully at 30, someone punches me in the face and I'm like, oh, I'm calm. I'll choose the calm option. Yeah. But I don't see that happening. I mean, I was such a shitbag in my 20s. I I wasn't a shitbag. I was fine. It was never, ever malicious. It was just like I just had no idea what was going on. Well, no one does. No one does. No one does. I Anytime I give advice to like young comics coming up, I'm like... Fake it till you make it because your boss doesn't even know what the fuck is going on. I have lied to get so many jobs. Oh my God, yeah. That I have no 
business being at that in that office. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I could video edit. No idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then you just figure it out. <clears throat> One of my favorite things that ever happened that taught me to like lie well, lie better, mm -hmm. was I did an audition for this HBO series. And um and uh, the role was like a classical singer. And I'm I I I don't sing. I sing like I sing if anything, I sing folk. Mm -hmm. I have never once sung sung classically in my entire life. I mean, who does? Who the fuck does? Lloyd Griffith. Lloyd Griffith. Sorry, friend of the podcast, Lloyd Griffith. Oh, hi, Lloyd. Um, but we, I went in and they went, um, ah, oh, so do you sing? And I went, yeah, yeah, I've been singing since I was nine. Just plucked that out. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I've been singing since I was nine. And they went, do you sing um, classically? And I went, uh, yeah, I've done like some classical singing. Mainly it's musical theatre, but I can sing classically. And they went, oh, brilliant. Well, this scene starts with her in the bath, obviously, because yeah. why wouldn't it? Uh, um, movies love to get a bitch in a bath. <sighs> bitch in a bath. Bitch in a bath right away, having a meltdown. Having a meltdown. I've never had a meltdown in a bath. I would say I feel... I feel, I feel more at home having a meltdown in the shower because at least I can sit and let it wash over me. Yeah, that's a little more the drama. <laughs> you can't already be sitting and start crying. It's it's like a hat on a hat. <laughs> but they went. It starts with her in the bath, and she's um and she's singing. So if you could just uh, like improvise an aria, that would be amazing. What did you sing, Ave Maria? I literally the blood rushed my face, and I said the exact words. Uh, all the arias have gone out of my head. <laughs> And then I said no one ever. <laughs> I started humming and they just went, okay, no, you don't have to, you don't have to sing. And I was so fucking humiliated. And that's what taught me to lie. Still lie. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but lie better. Well, I mean, to be fair, that's a ridiculous thing to ask. Improvise. Someone to improv an aria? Hey, can you sit down at this piano and improv Beethoven, please? <laughs> I know you're under stress because this is an HBO audition. Can you improv ballet for us? <laughs> what like, asshole? It doesn't have to be ballet like precise, but like near ballet. Just, yeah. just do that. Can you do a backflip for us <laughs> now? Can you just improvise? And then start the scene. <laughs> God, being an actor sucks. Fuck, it's the fucking worst. Every time I get an audition, I'm like, do you hate? Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. Hey, He's like, I heard improv ballet. <laughs> His full title is Michael Catley, Lord of the Prance. That's perfect. Yeah. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Did you go to college? I did. Where did you go? I went, to, this is another uh, example of me just short, sort of falling into things. Mm. Um, I grew up doing music because my parents are in music. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I didn't want to do it. And I don't even like, I was just sort of going yeah. with the motions, which I 
which I've done. Yeah. Seemingly every single time. Um, and I was like, you know what? What's another performance thing I, I could do? Maybe I'll try acting. And mm. my parents were like, okay. Like, no, like, hey, maybe be a lawyer. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. no guidance to be like, <laughs> I know you don't want to be a waitress forever. <laughs> maybe try business. <laughs> But they said, no, sure. Go to school for acting, you idiot. Um, Is that what you did? And I did. I went to school for acting and I went to this one program and I liked the energy and I liked the vibes and I realized, and that's all I made my decision on. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I signed up for a major in experimental theater. And I I had never done theater. I hadn't read a play. (laughs) I hadn't even read one play. <laughs> and these weren't like, oh, um, how to succeed in business without really trying. No, this was like Chekhov. Yeah. This was like Russian communist. How to succeed in business without really theater. trying. That's such a niche <laughs> one as well. <laughs> that musical that Nick Jonas starred in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I saw you. that because <laughs> of Nick. Um, yeah, so I ended up in this like insane major that was like, like difficult, crazy theater and mm. movement. And like, we'd go to Bromania all the time and like could do uh, plays there. Like it was very intense. And I, I found out when I got there, that's what I was doing. And I was just like, okay. Okay. Going with the flow again. Gonna do it. Yeah. But I'm happy I went there because once again, it was like something I knew nothing about. Yeah. And I was Day one, everyone around me had a very clear view of what they wanted to do mm, and mm. and they knew a lot about the subject and mm. they were very confident. And I was like, I'm going to fucking fake it till I make it and I'm going to be the best in this program. Mm-hmm. Like I just have this like psychotic drive mm-hmm. to be the best at, uh, the, at, at shit I don't care about. Yeah, I completely understand it's it. It's so weird. No, I completely understand it. Yeah. After this period of time, going back to when you were working for it was the time, how long did it take for you to start sort of getting back onto a trajectory that you were happy with or, you know, felt that you were moving somewhere? Yeah, I, uh, I, well, I healed enough and I, I finally broke up with my boyfriend, Mm -hmm. but at that point it was like so codependent because he Mm. was truly, and he sort of, cause I wanted to break up and he didn't. Mm. So he really took that moment as like, let me prove to her that I could care for her and blah, 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 which is, which doesn't help codependency by the way, if you double down. Guys, it is something that I've learned. You cannot fold enough laundry to make a relationship work. Yeah. And then you just start getting the ick and it's, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Not to trigger the men by saying the ick, but um, <laughs> yeah, so I broke up with him and it was, we had been together for like almost two years and lived yeah. together. So that was very intense. That break was very intense. We ended up getting back together like four times. Like it was psychotic. Mm, rough. Um, but then I went to Europe for a month. Lovely. With my, with my girls mm-hmm. and that will heal the deepest of wounds. And then I just doubled down on my career and it was the first time in my life that I wasn't uh, dating or had a crush or had some sort of like, I always find a distraction in men. And it was the first time that I actually lifted that and was able to focus on what I wanted to do and what my life could be and what I actually cared about. Like I'll, I'll date a guy for six months that I don't even know what the fuck his middle name is. Yeah. Just because I need some sort of 
distraction from it's like it's procrastination and in, in its truest form. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was the first time I didn't have that layer and I was just running towards my goals that I had figured out. And mm-hmm. it was, it was amazing. Yeah. It's um that distraction with men done it many times, that lovely little hit of dopamine that just keeps you, keep mm-hmm. you buzzing, keep you buzzing, keep you buzzing. It does uh, stop a lot when it's not right. Yes. And the moment you could sit in your bed at night watching TV and no one's in there with you and you are like, oh, yeah, I am in true peace right now. Yeah. And now you're not texting any guys like there's no one. There's no one on your phone. Like yeah. you're absolutely stripped of it. Yeah. And you find peace in that and you enjoy it yeah. is the best feeling. Yeah, it really, really is. I wish I could tell myself that at fucking 21 when I was just like desperate for any sort of male attention I know, I know. the moment you don't need it is so delicious You're not sat on whatsapp but it is that moment of having that peace when you're not attached to someone something waiting 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 yeah doing the thing having the feelings and you're like oh i'm actually good i'm good oh i like myself yeah. like you actually get to sit alone with yourself and figure out what is going on in your head other yeah. than fantasizing yeah about a guy, and I hate to bring astrology into this, but I'm going to because I this is my face. But yeah, I'm a Pisces, so I'm like obsessed with any sort of like uh, daydreaming and fantasy and anything. And I get really stuck in that where I'm like already, th- I'm never in the moment. I'm already thinking about the future, hmm. whatever that may be. I'm already b- fantasizing about the guy or a situation or whatever that I can never actually settle in space and time. Mm. And the moment that you are stripped of even the opportunity of mm. fantasizing and you could actually live in time and space mm. is so amazing. Fantasy addiction is a real weird one. Um, yeah. Because I think it hurts. It hurts a lot and it hurts if it's when it's mixed with something like love addiction, because when you enter into something, you immediately go mm-hmm. and then if it doesn't work out, if you lose the thing, not only are you losing the thing, you're losing the fantasy. Yeah. So your future that you planned out, untouchable, it's such a natural thing to do. Not only that, you're losing your future, so everything before you looks fucking blank. Yeah. And that's why it hurts so much. Why you're like, well, what do I do now? Right. But I think it's so important. I would say this to so many women. Being alone for a period of time to know that you can do it and you will be fine, if not better... Better. Girls, when you don't have to baby feed a goddamn idiot in your apartment, bless his heart, it is so nice. You get so much done. I bought a gel manicure kit. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I could change my color every week. Yeah. It is so amazing when you, and, and I, I mean, I'm in such the habit of this, and I know a lot of women are who who date men who just need a lot. Mm. Men need so much more than women. Mm. I, that that uh, stereotype is so flipped. Mm. Like, I, I'm very independent, and I always end up dating someone who is in some sort of duress, and I have to help them, and I have to guide them through life. And I, to not have another job on top of my job I already have yeah. is so freeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I have so much time. And it's weird the things that like, I'll, I'll load and empty the dishwasher, I'll load and empty the dishwasher, I'll load and empty the, the washing machine. And then if the man does it once, and this isn't, this is a huge generalization, I'm not saying all men because absolutely that is not the case. I've just yeah. had experience with men like this. If they do it once, I'm like, well done. Yeah. Well, you did that all on your own. <sighs> I mean, that's a me problem as well. But No, I'm the now. same way. I also just hate having to tell 
men to do that. But I'm like going out with a clean freak right now and I highly suggest. Yeah, that's nice. I feel dirty. <laughs> I've never felt that. And there's like, there's not even a fucking, like, I could put an empty cup on the table and it's gone. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. When did you first start doing comedy, like properly? Uh, fresh out of college. Mm-hmm. I was what, 21, 22? Mm-hmm. I. Uh, I had always wanted to like play the funny roles, mm-hmm. but I always got cast as like, I don't know if you've ever read, read like a woman in a play, but they are a pathetic excuse for a human being. Oh, so we had a sick, cause I went to drama school as well. Mm. And it was like classical theater training course. So I did a lot of Chekhov yeah. and a lot of Shakespeare. Shakespeare a little bit different, but like a lot of Chekhov where you're just sort of lounging on a chaise long. Yeah. Being like, oh, life. Oh, me. Oh, me. Oh, Moscow. I want to go to Moscow. Right so, now. girl, go to Manhattan. <laughs> Moscow. Moscow. Guys. Yeah, it's just like some like wimpy little woman who can't breathe because her corset's too tight. And mm. she's like, honestly, I just want a, a glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm thirsty. Mm. I think all my problems could be solved with by a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Um, and, but I always wanted to play like the old man or like the person yeah. in a fat suit or like nice. you know at one point i played like a catfish fuck yeah and they painted rosacea all over my face because i was like a gross little catfish like that was my those were the parts i wanted to play yeah so then i started leaning towards sketch comedy and then i had a sketch comedy group and then i did that thing where i'm like what's the hardest version of this i could possibly find mm. oh let me try stand up yeah because it's you, it's just you alone and you can't rely on y- your looks. You can't rely on your clothes. You, the all, the only thing you could rely on is what you fucking wrote yeah. by yourself. Yeah. I genuinely think it's one of the, the scariest things. It's insane. Do. It's terrifying. And it's terrifying every time. Yeah. Even when you're like doing well you're still on stage like (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. there's it's such high adrenaline Mm. and and maybe i enjoy that feeling so at this point in the podcast um we'd like to sort of circle back to what we discussed at the start that this period of time that you had um are you looking back on it and it's a weird question to ask but it's like i said at the beginning i'm so grateful for what happened to me because it led me to where i am now Mm -hmm. are you in any way grateful for that time and what happened of course. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like we said, it, it like gave you the space to understand what you really want. And- it just taught me so much. And it gave me some sort of like a, a real outlook on life that mm. failures happen and you could hit rock bottom. Like I was rock bottom. Mm. I hated life for the first time ever. Mm. And I've always been sort of, even in my, you know, darkest childhood moments or whatever, I've always really been a happy go lucky mm. kid in person. Mm. So experiencing like depression for the first time mm-hmm. and uh you know like hating myself and hating my situation and not knowing how to get out mm. and then crawling out from that and doing it by myself yeah was so empowering yeah and i feel fucking invincible now that oh, that happened God, to yeah. me it shows you exactly what you're made of it really does and it just makes you an adult yeah, yeah. um and it and it just now I, I'm trying to make choices that uh, make sense for me instead of just saying yes to everything and mm-hmm. running in every de- uh, direction and, mm-hmm. you know, throwing things 
against the wall and just waiting for something to stick. I'm like, mm. no, there there has to be some sort of, you know, goal and some sort of like linear path. Yeah. And some kind of like value alignment in yes. some way. And the only person yeah. to put me on that, you know, road is me. Yeah. I can't just keep fucking doing whatever mm. just because it's there, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it, it gave me, uh, like tunnel vision in a good way. Mm. Where I'm like, this is my life. I have full control over it. Mm. You don't have to do things you don't want to do mm. just because they're there. And also within dating, it's like, I'll never, or I'll try to never find myself in like a codependent situation again. Yeah. And I realized I had a pattern of the men I was choosing yeah. as we all do. We all do. We all do. Mm. And I just love my diseases that I love a British guy. And they're so sad. The Brits. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're so, so sad. So very and sad. they love to be sad. Yeah. <laughs> and then they look at me and they're like, oh, a ball of sunshine. Yeah. That'll help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it yeah. won't. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. No, it won't. No. <laughs> no, it won't. I've said this so many times. I've said it so many times. I've said it to so many people when they are really, when you're in that place and you're like, oh, I didn't know that rock bottom had a fucking basement. Yeah, Jesus. Um, and it's so bad. But when you do come out with that, you're like, holy hell, I can do anything. Yeah. I can do fucking and I, I can wallpaper my house. Easy. Yeah. Oh, the moment you realize you could wallpaper your house. The moment you realize you can just like do shit. You can, you can do it. Yeah. You can do it. Entering your 30s Maybe. is a delicious experience. It is fucking heavenly. I tell you. Um, it feels so good. It, it, it does. It really, really does teach you what you're made of and also i think that one of the greatest gifts that it gives is um a deep level of empathy mm. um for others if you haven't if you're not someone who's experienced um something like clinical depression or extreme anxiety or anything like that when you're put in that situation you're going oh fuck this is what it feels like mm -hmm. you then continue that forward and understand and help and you know within your own boundaries but being able to understand when someone else is in that situation this point in the podcast, we like to ask this question. Actually, I don't know. I think I'm trying to think because usually we, because we have a lot of British people on the podcast, obviously, because this is where we are. Um, and British people tend to get very awkward and uncomfortable with this question. But I think with a couple of people from the States, they've been a bit easier about it. What is so it? Let's see. What is it? Um, that what <laughs> are the things about you as a person that you genuinely love and cherish? I could so see British people just like squirming oh, at this. Fucking hate it. I have a we have a segment on on my podcast called Give Me Wings, and we like um like compliment like come blast you basically. <laughs> and, yes. and the <laughs> and British people who come on are like, Oh, I hate oh, I hate it. Yeah. Could you just call me a bell end or yeah, something? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah. like, oh, um, uh, but, but, no, they're no, like, no, don't, don't no, compliment no. me. I'd sooner kill myself. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, and we're I'm like, take trash. it, take it. I'm fucking trash. I'm trash. Um, no, I like myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Um, I think. What do I like about myself? I think I'm uh, very good at experiencing, at choosing joy, mm. and and choosing to see the positive. And I'm a very loyal friend. Mm -hmm. That's something I um, pride myself on. And I'm just interested in having fun. Like mm -hmm. I have no ulterior mo ulterior hello ulterior alternative 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 motives. Ulterior motives. Whatever one you Whatever. choose, you girls pick one of those things I just said <laughs> and run with it. Um, 
yeah, I don't need anything from you. I don't want anything from you. I just want to have a good time. Yeah. And I just want to make friends and relations and experience joy. Yeah. Um, and I, I truly don't care about anything else. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a nice quality to have, I especially in amazing. this the career, like the demons that you meet in this, in Hollywood. In Hollywood. In Hollywood and whatever you would call it here, the West End. London. <laughs> in London. London. Uh, yeah, yeah there's such creeps and pervs. And um, I just want to make friends. Yeah. And I want to know your secrets and yeah. I want to know who your crush is. Yeah. And I want to giggle. Yeah. I love it. And I want to riff above all. Yeah. <laughs> all I care about is riffing. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's really good. That's what are your really qualities? Good. Every so often that gets asked back and mm-hmm. I usually go like, I've gone. I don't know. What's your qualities like in like now in this moment? Because it's always ever changing, I find. I'm always very, very grateful for my bravery. Mm. Very, very fucking brave. Um and it's uh, it's like I always the greatest compliment I can give anyone is fearlessness. I think it's such an amazing quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happened to me in going into recovery and coming back and losing a lot of friends and a lot of people and having this kind of quite public. I say public. It wasn't. I'm like that was, that was fucking splashed across newspapers. But in terms of people who know me and the circle I was in it was very public mm. and I was very humiliated and a lot of people kind of went how do you like how did you come back from that and I fucking did and actually thrived on it she's badass and that's that quality I'm like damn that's actually really fucking cool oh and it feels so good it feels so good and also like what was I saw something the other day and I was like that's just so bang on where it was like, even when I'm having a breakdown, I'll still make a joke. And that's why people are lucky to have me in their lives. Yeah. <laughs> like that's so bang on. Even when I was like full blown nervous breakdown on my way to rehab, I made some kind of joke yeah. about like, I can't, I can't remember. It was something about being like diseased. I can't. And, and like my, my it's, brother being like, girl. It's so chic to be the funniest girl in rehab. So fucking chic to be the funniest girl in rehab. That's uh, that is the title. <laughs> I have never been to rehab, but I can imagine the, being the funniest. Girl but I'm trying to go. My friend just <laughs> my friend just got out of rehab, and she was telling me about it. And bless her, I mean, she's doing amazing. But I was mm. like, honestly, that sounds like a nice <laughs> trip. <laughs> that sounds some of these nice rehabs out here. You're like, what is that uh. fucking? Boca? Like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I was going to go to the one in America as well where Selena Gomez went. And I, that was chic as fuck. They're chic. <laughs> They're, uh, at that point, it's not rehab. It's a retreat. That's not rehab, man. Yeah. What I went to was rehab. Yeah. That was, oh, it was rough. I'm sure. Um, But yeah, coming. So I'm really grateful for my, really grateful for fearlessness, really grateful for bravery. I'm also just um, uh, very, I'm a very kind person. Mm. And even in the moments when I fucked up because I wasn't well, I really wasn't well Mm -hmm. um, and didn't know. And I had several undiagnosed disorders, which were causing me to behave in a way that wasn't great. 
but nothing was ever done with malicious intent. Right. And I've always been very sorry. Very, 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 probably too sorry. Yeah. Um, but kindness, I think one of the greatest things that you can be is kind. It probably is. Just, just, just be kind. Just be nice. Um, yeah. Well, it's so easy. Yeah, so fucking easy. Anytime anyone's a dickhead, I'm like... That is taking so much energy. Oh, why? How do you have the space and time? Why do you, also? Why do you care so much about me? Yeah, that you need to use your energy to be a dick. Yeah, like I feel like I'm nice to everyone because I don't ultimately yeah. care, I don't care to make the effort yeah. to be an asshole. Why do I want to ruin your day and ruin, like what? What? What, what energy is that taking? What? Like, that's a job. How, what are you doing that means that you have that amount of energy? It's so weird to me yeah. where I'm, I'm like, it takes so much, like so much less effort just to be like, hey, how are you? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Come across so many people who are just like, that's like your old fashioned bitch. And I'm yeah. like, why? 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 You're going to get wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, silky hair. Yeah. Smooth skin. Gosh. Drink a lemonade and lighten up. <laughs> Um, this point in the podcast, we have a portion that we call thank you letters, where we ask you to express gratitude for a person, a place or a thing, or one of all three, but something, mm. somewhere, someone for which you are grateful, for whom you are grateful. That's so cute. I love that. Mm. There are so many people. I love my friends so much and I love my family for the most part. For the most part. Um, I will choose my best friend. Named Zach Senor, who I do my podcast with as well. Oh, he's lovely. He is. I look. I looked at. I perfect. I was, I was deep diving. Yeah, research. He's of course. Lovely. The idea of you going on my Instagram as research <laughs> as research is absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing scientific about that page. Research. research. This is research. I'm like. <laughs> um. Zach, okay, I met Zach long before we did comedy. Mm. We both got cast in the same play together in college. Okay. And um, I wanted it to be something fucking bleak as shit. It was Dangerous Liaisons. Oh! oh. So we were two absolute monster whores Cruel on stage. And were you like were you Catherine and Sebastian? I was the um well, I never seen Cruel Intentions. I've only seen Dangerous mm. Liaisons. Basically. But he was John Malkovich and I was um the main woman. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, oh. the, the main evil the whore. Main the evil, evil whore. whore. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and we became, we were like immediate, you know, the, when you meet someone and you're like, oh, you're my soulmate. Yeah. Friendship wise. Yeah. Uh, immediate, like inseparable. And he's so specifically special to me because he is a person that brings out my inner child mm. and my inner like joy and play mm. and play in a way that I've, no one I've ever met does. Mm. Mm. And he just like sparks this like like true childlike giggle in me that is so healing. <laughs> you know, you have those friends, you're like, you're great friends and you have adult conversation, blah, blah, blah. And him and I are like two 10-year-olds at a sleepover party, like just getting into trouble. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know? And he just, it's truly like, like truly the light of my life. Yeah. Doing the podcast together and being able to like make that our job now yeah. and uh, get paid to be best friends is insane yeah it's insane mm. um and i just i'm so proud of him and excited to see where he goes because he's the funniest person alive 
Shout out to shout out Zach Senor. Out. You could follow him at Quack Wacko on Instagram. Quack Wacko. Um, my Quack. He's a gorgeous gay man. If you're a gay guy, he's very lovely. He's stunning. He's beautiful. Rocking bod, mm. six foot three, stunning. Uh, a lot of people online think we're dating, which is so I funny. I love to it me. when that happens because uh, every other word is gay that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. So the fact that someone can like have such erasure in their mind and yeah. see him as my boyfriend is so funny. You know what's another thing I love about him that I think is beautiful yeah. is that in this this career everyone has such extreme goals and we are always like if this doesn't work out we'll just move to a town mm. and have the best time. Yeah. Like the other we are both on the same page of like there's so many other options mm. and other opportunities and wherever we land we will have the best time happiness exists outside of this realm this yes. very small realm and that's such an important thing to remember with this stuff i think it exists even more yeah it does oh my god 100 percent. yeah and we both appreciate that and see that and i think that's so important to have in your friend group of in within entertainment of people being like hey like this doesn't matter yeah yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. so nice. Yeah, absolutely. Even at the highest of highs. And yeah. we're so excited for each other. We're still like, mm. Connecticut might be calling. Connecticut. <laughs> Don't forget. You guys opening like a like an apricot farm in Connecticut. Yeah, we have like a little skincare shop <laughs> yeah, in town. Like, with a, it's like the Rose above the Gurry. Yeah. Like, and we're both, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're both just like the meanest bitches in the PTA <laughs> meeting. We're like toxic turning moms against each other. I fucking watch five seasons sport. of this. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, picture Shit's Creek, but no redeeming qualities and, and they're turning moms against turning each moms other. Against each other. <laughs> Elizabeth. <laughs> I heard something about you this weekend at school pickup. <laughs> Women are spiraling in our town. <laughs> and we're doing it for sport. You go from town to town. <laughs> Wrecking communities. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's so funny. I would that. Yeah, I'd watch. I've been watched that for an entire weekend. It's good. Maybe we should write that into a show. 100%. <laughs> um, is there anything coming up that you can talk about that I can link below for the listeners? Um, sure. Well, you could listen to my podcast mm -hmm. um, called La Podcast. I don't know why that made me laugh Because so <laughs> it's insane. L apostrophe podcast. That's not how you spell it in French. And we found that out too late. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's joy. It's joy. It's joy in your ears. Um, and uh, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Gabby is Brian. And I'm going to be on ITV stand up sketch show whenever that comes out. I'm, you know, a, sort of by coastal New York and London. So I'm here a lot and I post that on my Instagram. Nice. And that's it. it. <laughs> that is. I do shows all the time. Come. <laughs> I do shows almost every night. Come out. And hang. And, and that kiss. is all there is to it at the end of the day. Thank you so much for having me. This was a joy. This was really fun. <laughs> I, feel, I feel fucking happy. I feel like a feral 10 year old at a yep. sleepover. That's not how I feel. Sleepover party energy. It's <laughs> all I care about. It's, it's when I started getting asthma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I get too overexcited. Yeah. And I don't have my inhaler. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get you an inhaler. <laughs> actually um thank you so so much this means such joy i will link everything down below so please pay a visit to the podcast bio um but yeah this was fucking amazing thank you thank you thank you thank you bye, bye.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.